But on the line, I actually do have a technological expert, a journalist, a technolo- technology freelance journalist, editor and copywriter, Vanessa Clark. So before I welcome Vanessa, um, just allow me to give you some brief background on her. She has a journalism degree from Rhodes University and she started off her digital career as an editor working for the first purely online business publication in the telecommunications industry. And it was called e- Emaps totaltele.com. She boasts a wealth of experience in PR, marketing, and branding, branding as well. So she is very multi-talented. And after she returned to, after deviating from journalism and returning uh, back to her passion, she writes mostly about technology and she's lent ex- expertise to international and national publications such as TechCrunch, BizCommunita, and Afri Innovator. Uh, but to name a few, there's just a whole host of those. And in her words, she says that she is adept at translating geek speak into something interesting and accessible so for us who are not uh, entirely tech savvy but only to a degree she will necessarily she will actually break it all down in layman's terms so i do have the esteemed vanessa clark on the line good morning vanessa how are you Good morning, Paul. Thank you for that introduction. Oh, it's How a are pleasure. you this morning? I'm very good. I am fantastic. I hope you're well and uh, having a good Sunday so far. Yes, well, the first 10 minutes have been amazing and it's great to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. And it's equally, equally um, a wonderful pleasure to talk to you as well. And now I'd, I was just so intrigued by this uh, experiment that Facebook is conducting. And I wanted to get your insight from a technological perspective. So I have recently, I did explain... Um, that they're using artificial intelligence to protect its users from potentially committing suicide. So for those of us who are not clear on what exactly artificial intelligence is and how it works in the context of social media, can you please just explain and just break it down for us? What does this mean in layman's terms, especially within this context? Sure, that's a really good place to start. So I guess it's exactly what it says on the box. It's getting machines to think like humans, so to learn and problem solve in the way that our brains do. If you think about a human brain, I mean, every day we're taking information in, we're remembering things we've learned, we're speaking to people, we're recognizing people, we're maybe speaking more than one language, and we're learning and we're understanding that what when you say something to me, you say it with a certain intonation, and that means you're happy or you're sad or you're being sarcastic or you're making a joke. So our brains are pretty amazing. So we're trying to, well, the industry is trying to get machines to, to copy that. And there's a lot of really good reasons to do that. It's not as simple as just copying our brains. Usually machines are very, very good at one specific thing. And what they're very much better than us at is translating huge amounts of data really, really, really fast. That's it. I think that's just the essential issue here is that this, especially something as time sensitive as this, it's perfect because it seems like the perfect fit because it all has to be done in real time. And the, I mean, the quicker that this can be addressed, the better. And this is actually quite a, I'd say it's artificial intelligence with a purpose. I, that's how I, I choose to look at it. You know what I mean? In that sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty cool that Facebook is doing this. I mean, let me caveat my my enthusiasm by saying that Facebook is a company, they are listed, they do have business imperatives behind what they're doing. Well, we must always remember that. But it's, yeah, it's a really good positive use of the technology. I mean, there's something like billions of posts are being posted to Facebook every day. And I think already up to a third of those posts are 
kind of processed by machines and, and looking out for things that need to be flagged. So they're obviously trying to get a lot better at this. And with this one specific purpose in this case of being able to, in real time, as you say, it has to be in real time, spot yes. people who may be calling out for help who are at risk That's the and thing. do something. Yes, and I think, I mean, I'd even actually come across another article where they actually talked about whilst whilst they had actually already were in the beginning phase of doing this, there was actually a teenager from Miami who had actually posted her suicide live on Facebook. And so this was, and this was I think, a way for them in a sense to find out how they would actually um, deal with that in that in real time. I'm not too, I, I, unfortunately, it wasn't successful in capturing it in time because it is still quite experimental. But I mean, just learning from... From that, um, do you think? I just wanted to to ask you, like, do you think that um, the well, in regards to the benefits to employing artificial intelligence technologies, um, do you think that Facebook is the appropriate platform, and what benefits does it have to uh, at risk users? Yeah, I mean, it's it's where people are living their lives on on platforms like Facebook, and Facebook is certainly you know Facebook is one of the of the biggest platforms. We're all on it every day. And in a way, human nature and human interaction hasn't really changed. It's just where this is happening has changed. It also is a lot more public. So, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you're interacting with a small number of people but in, in face-to-face. But on, on social media, you could be interacting with, you know, hundreds or thousands of people. So, so from that point of view, absolutely, it's, you've got the visibility in real time. And, I mean, there have been some very, very tragic tragic instances earlier in the year, um, there is the capabilities of the machines to quickly, quickly flag something that looks suspicious. And let's talk maybe a little bit about how they do that. And the, yes. the, the, the machines have been programmed. You, you, you might hear a term called algorithms. We That's talk about it. algorithms yes. Yes. quite We're a lot. with that, yes. And that's really just a small little program that tells tells the machine what to do. So Facebook are clearly, and I, I I don't know the details of exactly what they're te- how they're testing this, but I I would imagine that what they're doing is taking they've got heaps and heaps of case studies and they've got heaps and heaps of data. They're learning from this data and they're spotting patterns and they're spotting trends and they're spotting. If these things happen, it probably correlates with this sort of situation. And they're using that in, to, to flag, flag cases where people might be at risk. Definitely. I, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. And I, I just want to find out from a functionality perspective. So for a country like, say, for instance, the US, they have superior Internet connectivity. So this could become a resounding success because they, I mean, that would be a very rare instance where Internet connectivity for them wouldn't be such a problem. Now, coming to South Africa. Uh, we have, I mean, it's, 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 it's no news or surprise that we have less than desirable connectivity challenges. So um, would this feature from Facebook work, considering the urgency of addressing something as time sensitive as suicide prevention in real time? Yeah, that's a really good question, because we, you know, we, we hear about all this amazing technology. And is it really accessible to everybody or is it just, you know, the, the, the same group of people in the world who who keep getting access to it. Um, I, I think if you're online and if you're on Facebook and if you have a smartphone with data, 
then it it probably would be okay. What I'm more worried about is the people who don't have access to that. If they don't have access to a smartphone, if they if they don't have data, data costs are still incredibly high. Um, what about how do we bring how do we bring those those people who may be at risk to the party? And there, there have been a couple of initiatives in South Africa. And I was I was trying to find out what happened to the amazing work that our labs are doing with Jamex and. But that was linked to mix it, so I'm not sure if that kind of gone gone um, just to the gone wayside away. Of it, yes, mm. but I mean there were some things happening on USSD. There's the pre cult organisation are doing some amazing work around health, and they're using USSD SMS and also voice recognition. I mean, which which kind of um, counters a a literacy issue. But this is a little bit less. It's a bit more one-to-one. It's a little bit less kind of a mass media like Facebook is. So, so you're right. I don't have, you know, I don't have an answer. Mm. It's interesting that what Facebook is doing with with free basics is allowing certain sites to be zero rated. So that's certainly overcoming the data cost issue. Yes. No, absolutely. I think that that is just one way to to counteract it. But like you said, it would actually be ideal if it was inclusive to, or at least, um, yes, inclusive to all groups, uh, regardless of what socioeconomic background you come from, that there is access to that and that everybody would be able to have proper internet connection in order to be part of something that could be uh, life-changing to another Facebook user. So I I, I definitely agree with that. And then now I'd just like to focus on the uh, just the, the the topic of protection and safety uh, from your opinion in your opinion rather what impact will uh, using artificial intelligence for this specific purpose have on user protection and safety on Facebook? So in terms of things like like privacy and sharing content. Yes, detail. absolutely. Yes. So at the moment, the machines only really do what we tell them to do. So as right at the start there needs to be and there's we're at quite an interesting time in society where we do get to decide these things and how how all this amazing technology plays out from a sort of an ethical ethical point of view absolutely so the machines will only or the artificial intelligence will will do what it's been told to do it looks like from what i can tell from the service that it's, it's, it's not like the person is contacted. They are given the choice to, they are given a bunch of details that they can contact. And for people in the US, they're given the choice to use Facebook Messenger to reach out to helplines and various, Facebook has partnered with various organizations yes. that can assist. Because I think that's really important, um, you know, to have experts that can guide them. But it's quite interesting that one of the experts actually said that they should be doing more, that they should right. actually be intervening, which yes. is quite interesting because doesn't that start crossing some sort of privacy privacy line. I, I, I'm not sure. The stuff is still being figured out. No, it is quite tricky. I mean, look, I'm sure there are certain uh, legalities around that uh, that they'd have to consider. And also at a certain point, um, that's why I think when with collaborating with uh, sort of mental health services and even certain psychologists, I think maybe in that instance, that's when they'd have to know when to bring certain people in. Um, mm-hmm. So as to uh, just, so as to just to justify why um, this, well, in regards to privacy, why this 
this person had to be introduced at that level or at that stage. So I think um, they had, I mean, from the plan that Facebook had, from what I can see, they actually pretty much have, or, or like, have it all, or like most of it figured out or planned it out in such a way that all parties are included. And I mean, I, I think that this could definitely be, I mean, this could definitely be life changing going forward. And I think it adds a more responsible, um, well, promotes more responsible and safe and safe and uh, caring, mindful usage in regards to how Facebook users will be using Facebook in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 Facebook being responsible. They've kind of they've kind of built this thing. They've invited us to the party. They need to be responsible for some of the some of the you know either the negative things that happen yes. or you know to be to 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 be able to help where they can and then yes absolutely it also empowers individuals to to be able to to be able to assist that's the thing and cuz i think that um well from from what we've been talking about now um the thing is that you've got people who Look, we, being on on social media and myself just um, you know partaking in all of it, we do have people who are unfortunately they do not have a filter and they will post everything. So I think in this way it can just turn things around and just put a positive spin on just respectful, caring, and mindful use of it. So do you think that after having this feature rolled out, it could participate? It could possibly create a safe space for all participants involved. Yeah, and it's going to be quite interesting to see how um, mental health organizations and other support services come to the party and how they use this because it's an appropriate channel for them to reach out to people who are at risk. Um, and it's so I always say it's a little bit like if somebody asked me to send a fax, right. I would be, I, I can't do that. I don't live in the 1980s. What are you talking yes, about? Exactly, but, exactly. You know, it, it's it, it's and especially to 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 um, the youth, it's to, it's using a channel where their lives are already. It, it's it's an appropriate channel, and you know, hopefully that means that it it gets it gets a good response. That's the thing, and I think it. I think you know, in the beginning, especially now, it. I think it could potentially get uh, quite a steady response, but it could go either way. And having said that, um, you know, unfortunately, not all Facebook users are caring or have a conscience, so to speak. I mean, you do have the odd the odd sadist who will either have a faux personality on Facebook, who will actually encourage that at risk uh, user to proceed with ending their own life, or it'll be a thing of where it will be kind of um, where they. they they assist each other in committing suicide, so to speak. You know, um, such disturbing, such disturbing things, as, uh, you know, of that nature. So, you know, from a legal, from a legal standpoint, or from even a technological standpoint, how could this be avoided and possibly be punishable? So the legalities of it, I'm not sure. But this, so this touches on another another issue that but that users of social media are facing and we've had some pretty high profile examples and it's something that I think Facebook and anybody building a platform like this should be more cognizant well, they're cognizant of it so I'm not sure they they're there they could be doing more to stop it I mean in that because what you're just describing is is cyberbullying and it's horrible yes that's the and, thing mm, I mean and responsibility lays it, it lays in a couple of places but it certainly is with the 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 company that has provided the tool. It's also with 
it's also with parents if it's younger children and it's also with individual users to to be responsible I and mean, facebook does have a does have a report abuse capability and yeah i i i this sounds a bit idealistic but hopefully it is the the people who do who are mindful who do have good intentions to flag this and say this is not acceptable Absolutely. I think, you know, as even from a user's perspective or even from the Facebook, uh, the Facebook department's uh, perspective or all the parties involved, I think we should take some sort of responsibility in ensuring that Facebook is a safe space in order to uh, a safe space for this. So that should anyone be in some sort of trouble or crisis and they're not sure who to talk to and teenagers being teenagers, they don't necessarily run to their parents um, at the first instance. They will you know, the, the knee-jerk reaction is to actually use Facebook. So we do hope that this will um, actually foster a safe, safe, well, safe use for uh, on Facebook, rather, and also that going forward that other, because I know that there are other social media platforms that have followed suit, such, such as Instagram, and I hope it continues to progress and actually just uh, use um, Facebook with a, a stronger purpose and having uh, artificial intelligence uh, being used for the stronger purpose. So I'm, I'm actually going to wrap up the conversation by... But thank you so much, Vanessa, for your expertise. I, I thank you for, for breaking this all down in layman's terms, especially for somebody like myself who understands tech to a, a technology to a certain degree. So I really do appreciate your input. And should any, should any tech enthusiasts want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? They can find me online, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, or they can reach out to my website is seedlab.coza. Oh, perfect. I will def- definitely be looking out for more of the articles that you write. I, I really found this uh, conversation very compelling and I hope that our our listeners also picked up quite a few uh, just uh, tips and pointers on how to use Facebook going forward. And yes, that's um, that this conversation will encourage a safe, safer and more responsible use of Facebook and, and encourage people to be more caring. So I thank you so much, Vanessa.